0: Uh, let me say a pleasant good afternoon to you, those of you who are joining us. We have a station all the way in beautiful Washington. Uncle uh, Howard, what's up, man? D9.
1: <laughs> what's uh, up, man?
0: Hey, Man, you're looking good. You're looking good. Damn, that sunshine is agreeing with you, brother.
1: What? Man, hold on. Let me elevate this so I'm, I'm not looking down. Let all me right. You have a
2: couple of books.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I stretch. Can You hear me now? Yes, yes. Well, we finally found him. Um, yeah. um, uh, you seen him?
1: Yeah, I saw. I saw. Him. Yes. Be nice. Hold on now. Let me elevate this so we're not looking down. All right, there you go. There we oh, go. There.
0: Hey, you should have take you should have taken us to that fancy studio you got there, brother. Well,
1: hold on. I can do that. Hold on. I'm, I'm in a. Re- that requires
0: uh i don't know what it requires but that studio is uh, as we say in Jamaican language bossy. i want to see on. i want the listeners to see this what you're looking at there folks and uh, let me just jump into it and say that's history and you're going to be uh you're going to be surprised at the history this guy has behind that name d nice i was yes, just <laughs> i was just playing us one of his songs uh, you know what? i think i'll play it back again because um in the early years, as soon as he sits... Ah, there he
1: is in his studio. Hold on, let me try to turn this up. I got to get the lights going.
0: Yeah. Um, let me just put this in the background. Yeah, man. He's been um, at the forefront of hip-hop. And I, he touched on a little reggae sometimes, too, because this is where they're coming from. And I, I, uh, music is where they're coming from, and they, they have launched a thing that has never changed. I, I, this is maybe I'm the older guy here, not maybe I am, uh, but I totally, totally love this type of hip hop. What
1: about you, Drew?
2: I love the old, the old school. There's nothing like old school when it comes to hip hop, reggae, soccer, anything. but like you know, the school, old school is it? Yeah.
0: Because these guys started real young, real young, and um, they
1: continued. I, we're gonna get into a little bit of history. So, so, so we're we're in my studio, but I, I'm just showing you right now what the studio looks like. You know, got the lights, wow. everything. I got cameras in here. You know, like I Beautiful. really built it out. Beautiful my booth is, uh, LED booth, but for this interview, I got to keep this close to me, so I'm going to sit it over here.
0: Yes, keep it close to you because we want we, we want to talk with you, brother.
1: Trust me, you know right. you could I'm, be
0: my son. You're like Michael
1: to me. Yes, absolutely. All right, so here we go We're now. Family, man, we are family.
0: Family, my brother, family. I always look at it that way. It's nice to see you.
1: Not, Likewise, man. Not in a working
0: well. mood, just in a relaxed mood, and you're ready to talk to us. So I'm gonna yes, hit sir. you with the first question. Originally, you're from the Bronx.
1: Yes, sir. Well, I was born in Harlem, uh-huh. born in Harlem Hospital. That's where I'm from. I Let moved to it. the Bronx when I was a kid. So, like, my formative years were in the Bronx. But technically, I'm from I'm from Harlem.
0: Ah, no. What part? Uh, what part of the Bronx you live in? You grew up South Bronx, because I was afraid um, of South Bronx. To be honest with you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, krs One, who started our group, um, Karis One was from the South Bronx. I lived in an area called Highbridge, so Highbridge was kind of notorious. But Highbridge is the birthplace of like of hip hop, like right down the street where Cool Herc and those guys, you know, Cedric Avenue. That's the area that I grew up in. Um, but KRS was from the South Bronx, which was like super rough. I grew up by Yankee Stadium.
0: Ah, can I tell yeah. you a little secret? But before I get there, let, ju- let let me just ask you this when did your musical path start? And in that time, being so young, how, how, how did it feel?
1: Um, my musical path started at 15 years old, mm. uh, and it was, it didn't feel it just felt like fun, you know? Like, I never imagined being where I am now. It felt like fun. That's why those those records, even though we were talking about what was going on in our neighborhood, musically, it was, and sonically, it was still fun records to make, you know? Like, South Bronx, we're talking about, you know, the Boogie Down Bronx, but it was still like a fun record, you know? Um, uh, you know, I wouldn't change anything about the day, the early days of hip-hop for me, you know? Like, that's what makes, like, being 50... Yeah, I'm 50 years old and relevant to the looking world. Looking 35. <laughs> I'll take that. Yes, looking you know, good, brother. Yeah, man.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, ah, there's another uh, fami- familiar face uh, you're looking at here. I'm going to introduce you to them. Um, two of Montreal's favorite DJs, uh, Don Smooth, a former radio man like myself, K-103, and uh, of course, Drew. Who is What's controlling
1: up, the sound?
2: The smooth.
0: You're me.
1: What's up, D nice? D nice. What's up, man? Mr. Stretch, I, I just want to say this because I, I this is I never thought I would have this opportunity. Hang and with I, Hang with Stretch.
0: You'll have all these opportunities <laughs> because this I, is I this is that. family you're talking to here.
1: This is a beautiful thing, man. This is <laughs> a blessing, really. I, I, I just wanted to take a moment and, and say that when I was starting on my first, and the people I went to high school would notice. My name was D Smooth and that was off of the strength of my name is D Nice Record. That's how my DJ name, that's how my (laughs) DJ name started. It was D Smooth and it was off of the strength of that D Nice Record. They called me D Nice. That's how much of an impact. Just wanted to let you know how far your impact went into a high school in Montreal, Canada back in the late eighties, early nineties. Yes, man. That's awesome. You're still in Montreal, right? I'm still in Montreal, still (laughs) DJ and still doing my thing. I love, I love Montreal. I, I, I visited there twice. Um, I did a, pri- no, a private event out there and I kind of fell in love with the city. Um, I didn't realize, I mean, obviously, you know, I know it was heavily influenced with like jazz music. Um, yes, yes. But, um, yeah, totally but, right like, there. Yeah. When I, when I was out there, the, just the love of music from people, um, was just awesome new experience, man. So Let I can't ask. wait for this to be over to return.
0: Let me ask you something, D. Nice, um, because in 1988, Henry Antoine, a promoter here in Montreal, had um, um, brought up, uh, what's his
1: name?
0: Your rapper, your... God.
1: Oh, KRS.
0: KRS. My KRS God, what? he's going to kill me. He came to Montreal. Did you come on that trip, 1988?
1: So 1988, if KRS was here, uh, or in Montreal, I was there with. Him. Yes. I was KRS's DJ from... That's what from, I was uh, about to ask you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we were... Because we were doing shows out there. I was young, though, so I was like, it was fun. That time. I was 18 years old, so I wasn't really paying attention to all the places. I just remember, like, yes, I remember clearly going to Toronto. I remember we re- we did a run in, t- in Canada, so I remember being in Vancouver because I remember where we performed. We were performing at, like, it was like... Um, I like that. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I got to no, plug No, no, it's in.
2: okay. Go ahead.
1: No, no, no. My power is going to go out. That's what I'm saying. Let me plug this in. Uh, um, hold on. Hold on one sec.
0: I thought it was only in Canada we had this power thing because, you know, my power went off in Pierre phones so for three hours the other no, day. No, no.
1: That's why I was I was late signing on. My iPad was dead. Ah. Um, yeah, I would have used You're doing like, too many uh, things at setup. the same time. Say it again? You're doing too many things at the same time. No, 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 no. I wouldn't say that. Man. Ah, I've okay. had a long week because we have, um, I'm in the middle of dropping a single, um, you know, in two weeks. So we've just been preparing Preparing for that, so a lot of calls, a lot of interviews um and um yeah, it's gonna be awesome, but what I was saying like I remember performing in Vancouver mm-hmm. because we performed at like um like a fair like you know like um almost like like six flags kind of vibe, you know, like we were doing no shows in in uh in Canada, so I do remember that. Um, but now Montreal is awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. but you know, w- one of the things I want to, hey, you guys can jump in, you know, don't let Stretch hog the show, okay? But I, <laughs> I i have some questions. I, I want to know, how was it working being part of the Boogie Down production crew like uh, Scott LaRock and Kiaris 1 and yeah, that, I like that sure. picture. How was it working with all these guys?
1: Well, you know, just from my remember, my memory, um, uh, just remembering those times, it was, it was always, um, uh, DJ Scott LaRock was one my mentor and KRS1's mentor. You know, he was the social worker at the men's shelter in the Bronx uh-huh. where KRS1 lived. Right. And my, my cousin was a security guard there. Mm.
2: So, um,
1: Scott was his, you know, it was just awesome. Like he taught me how to DJ, taught me how to produce music. KRS1 pretty much showed me how to like write lyrics, you know. Um, part of, you know, a lot, a lot of people don't know part of, uh, my big record called me to nice KRS one wrote the first verse, you know what I mean? Like I wrote the second verse KRS wrote the first verse <laughs> to show me how I should be as an MC, you know, and I just still kept it. And, um, and that was always like the blueprint for me in terms of like hip hop. So like being with those guys, it was always about knowing how to do everything, you know, that's, you know and I mean? That's what kind of makes me, I don't want to say great. That's. What heavily influences how I perform now as a DJ, um, being in control, being in command, and, and allowing people to to see who I, I truly am, and it's because of that direct reflection um, of what I learned back in the day with BEP. All
0: right, you said KRS One influential, yeah. uh, um, and um, the other guy. Now, tell, what walk- would you what would you say to these? two DJs sitting across from me right here in Montreal. Oh
1: man, I don't think I have to say anything to these guys, man. First of all, D Smooth. You God,
0: D smooth, smooth, you you, you know, won't man. leave this down. I'll be calling you that hey, from I, now I'm on.
1: Bless, man. <laughs> uh, no, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. live this down. <laughs> I think I think look, man, the, the, uh, what happened to me as a DJ has been very um it, it's been inspiring, even to myself. I look back at my own story, and I'm like, "Wow! Like I can't believe um, where I am as a DJ." You know, like when I started after I left hip hop, you know, and, and you know the 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 struggle was different. It wasn't a terrible struggle, uh, you know. what I'm saying it wasn't a bad struggle because I've always been surrounded by love. But when you think about the struggle of not having um, um, the career that you want. You know the the career when you have a taste of things
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then you lose it. Mm. Nothing, nothing. You know, just things weren't the same. Things weren't easy. But I also know that that was God's way of preparing me for where I am now. Because without those struggles and without the 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 struggles of not having the career, because like I said, I've always been surrounded by family. You know, I've always always been surrounded by family, and nothing ever seemed like a struggle in terms of that. But it's like when you have this desire to have live a life with no regrets in terms of like career, when I look back on it, I'm like, man, it is the reason why I'm here right now, because I I really did work hard and I do work hard.
0: You You do work hard and I don't tell them too much.
1: About where D-nice, you are. If I could ask him, ask him Wait, question let me just here. finish
0: this because I don't want mm. d telling, telling everybody because I want them to sit and listen. Don't yeah. tell them too much where you are at the moment because you are where everybody would love to be. But anyway, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead,
1: young Yeah, man. like
2: he said, like, um,
1: he's at a point now where obviously I was, it's safe to say that like, this is, this is the peak, the climax of your career at this point, right? It's safe oh, yeah, to say that no, by far, by I can far, tell you right now, from from my BDP days, th- that those days pale in comparison to what's happening right now. This mm-hmm. is different. So now, like, I mean, you led the revolution of the online streaming for DJ. Um I read that you said, you know, you've been working on doing your DJ album now for like nearly a decade. Now everybody is coming to you and wants to be on this record. How how do you manage to filter out who you're going to mess with? Do you ever hold any resentment for those that you reached out to in the past that, you know, didn't return the favor, but now everybody's coming to you. How do you, how do you, handle no, that? no, I don't, I don't, I don't harbor ill feelings at all. You know, like those, you know, the only person that can be bothered by those feelings is the, the the individual that's holding those feelings. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I let it all go. I don't, I don't knock anyone because the thing, the thing about it is all of those things had to happen for me to be in this space Gotcha. You know, like, so that's why I don't, I just let it all go. Like for me to be in this very space right here, I had to, the doors had to be shut. You know, like I, feel yeah. I wasn't ready for where I am right now, you know, and it, it had, had success. This type of success happened years ago. I probably would have been an egomaniac. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, but because it happened at an older age, I'm in a position to help guide people and to help, you know, fundraise and raise you know, millions of dollars for people and for organizations virtually through DJing, you know, yeah. like I raised money for HBCUs and raised, you know, had that amplified with a partner, you know, and, and, you know, you know, raised money for, you know, a little girl dying of cancer, you know, she, unfortunately she passed away, but, you know, on my IG live, I raised like a hundred thousand dollars for her, you know, for a wow. family, cover their expenses, nice you know, like things like that, you know, raise, you know, Nearly half a million dollars for the CDC Foundation when the pandemic first hit by just selling shirts. Will Smith and I, you know, we created oh, the D Nice Club quarantine shirt. I was yeah. trying to
0: beg one of them shirts. They look wow. beautiful. <laughs> if you'll see, yeah,
1: we, if you'll see you know, what I have on
0: here, it was done by Drew. It says, Oh, nice. Oh, boy.
1: Yes, 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 I like
0: that. Yeah, I love it. You so have to send me one of those,
1: Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah,
0: let him put on one of them that night. There's a hundred thousand people going to see that shirt. <laughs> yeah, I want
2: to um, ask you a question. I'm rolling yes, back, sir. rolling back past a year ago, right? You know, you're fully booked. You know what I mean? You're doing the club circuit, you're doing everything you're doing. And then the pandemic hits everyone. You know what I mean? What, what state of mind were you in when all of that happening, knowing that all your booking is going to, all your is probably going to go out the window? And at what point did you say, you know what? I'm going to take this show online. Well, at that point, you know, because I've been,
1: you know, heavily involved for the last like decade in politics, you know, you know, obviously I DJ for the Obamas and I did, you know, um, um, the inaugural ball and I, you know, I was on the road with like Joe Biden during his second, you know, Run for office, um I knew people that were you know just kind of like involved in politics and and when I reached out to them asking them like, man, how long do you think this is gonna go when 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 the former administration was saying, Oh, this is gonna be two month quarantine, my people <laughs> were like man there's there's no way, we don't even have a cure for this, we don't even know what it is, yeah so that's when i i became scared because i knew where i was financially and i was watching all my gigs cancel like yeah that was a terrible thing you know like you work look i'm not a new dj no. so i couldn't there's no starting over you know what i mean like i really worked hard on this career and this is what i love so you know of course like everyone else i was afraid like man what is what what's life going to look like you know a year from now am i still going to be booked like I'm watching these gigs cancel, you know, and this was pre, pre club quarantine. There was no club quarantine. This was just me working on the strength of my name and being consistent for all of these years. And when, when that little bit of fear hit me, that's when I started DJing online. It was, you know, I was home. I was home alone. You know, I wasn't quarantined with my family. As a matter of fact, I don't need to have family in LA. You know, like I moved to LA because I need some sunshine and I wanted a little bit of change. Um, so uh, uh being out here when people were, you know, quarantining with their families, I was just alone. My way of staying connected was to jump online and to share stories, not even to DJ. It was to play a couple of songs and tell like, hey, I would play a little bit of Call Me D Nights. Like, oh, I remember I did this show back in 1990 and I was in Cleveland, Ohio, and I would share the story. Then I'd play another song like, Oh, I remember back in like 1987, we were in this club called The Rooftop and Brucey e. Beam is DJing. Like, I was sharing those stories and it was like just under 200 people there. And, um, the next day, more people came and I played a little bit longer. Then by day three, I played for like, I played for like nine hours of
0: music. <laughs> yes, that is uh, what I was going to ask you, but hold that thought there, D nice. Because yeah. if you don't, somebody is gonna whip me in my head for not playing their commercials. So just hang on a minute for me. All right. All right. You're listening to one of the world's famous DJs, um, uh, uh, in the studios, not in the studios on Zoom, all the way from beautiful Los Angeles. D nice is in the studios with us. So. Uh, we're going to pay some bills and then we'll get back to you. All right. So keep it locked. Uh, those of you who are in Washington, D.C., logged on to West Indian rhythms here in Montreal. Good afternoon. Bonjour. Comment ça va? Because ici, we parle français. Right, right, right guys? We, 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 They're of no use
2: to me. We're going to pay some bills and then we'll get back to you. <laughs> Canadian yeah. yeah. flavors open six days a week till 8 p.m. Closed on Mondays. Call 514-587-8423 TNT Palace six three four three Victoria. This message is intended for all Quebecers. We must take extreme measures to curb the pandemic. Only essential services remain open. Gatherings are prohibited. It's forbidden to leave your home between 8 p.m. and 5 a.m. These efforts aim to protect our health care workers, seniors, and loved ones. Let's comply with the lockdown and curfew to lower the risk of contracting COVID-19. Because our health is important. For more information, visit quebec.ca slash confinement. A message from the Gouvernement du Québec. Tonight, sweetie, I'm making you your favorite meal. It's the least I can do after an entire week of taking away your phone, going through your messages, calling you names, insulting your friends, and shouting at you. Yeah, tonight, I'm making you your favorite meal so I can start another week of taking away your phone, going through your messages, calling you names, insulting your friends. Violence family. against women stops here. Contact SOS Violence conjugale, A message from the gouvernement de Québec. Now, more than ever, the simplest gestures are our best protection to fight the virus. That's why we need to continue following basic health measures, such as keeping a two-meter distance from others, wearing a mask and washing our hands regularly. Avoid travel and non-essential trips. And if you develop symptoms, be sure to get tested promptly and follow self-isolation guidelines. See all of the measures in place at quebec.ca slash coronavirus. Let's continue to protect ourselves. I'm a
1: this is D Nice, and I'm about to drop some funky lyrics on this track I made up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you don't stop. My name is D Nice, although I hate to admit it.
0: Yeah. Why did you hate to admit it? Your name is D Nice.
1: That was Karis. I explained earlier, Care Respa was first to first, So that was about being arrogant. Like, oh, I'm nice, but I hate to admit it. Like, it was just that arrogant vibe of uh, hip-hop. You know, I was always supposed to be different from Chris. Chris. Chris was more political. I was young, so I was supposed to, instead of, like, being Flavor Flav to chess me, like, the Flavor was silly, I was supposed to be the dude that, like, attracted all of the young girls to love the people out Care rest. Credit, you know, while well, he put the message out there, right? So, uh, yeah, it was fun though, man. I, I miss those days. Yes. I love where I am right now in life, but I miss those days. Miss yeah, those, but you were younger then, and
0: yeah, you, you didn't think of money, you didn't think of nothing.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. what was we the question have, you had asked? You didn't have all these bills to
0: pay, exactly. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. When I cut you off, you, you were telling us anyway. Do any of you guys remember where we were there? No,
1: yeah, I know, we- I know exactly where we were.
2: Okay, Uncle uh, yeah. uh,
1: uh, oh, well, Howard. Here we go. So I was, I was saying, um, you know, by day three, that's when this thing really started to take on a life of its own. Yes. Where yes. it started to mean something to people. Like people, we were pretending to be in a club. And by day three someone someone was like, hey, this is like it feels like a real club you <laughs> should call it club quarantine and that's that's when I changed the name of it yes. to club quarantine I had that and question. um you know it used to be called homeschool when I first started because I was sharing stories about music and then it became club quarantine by day three and uh day three I called one of my buddies, uh, legendary DJ Clark Kent and I said to him I was like, man this thing feels different it feels real like. And uh, he said, Yo, you should actually start DJing now and that's when I connected turntables and started playing music and DJing and then it from there it just took off, man.
0: Wow. Um when you said play music, what, what what kind of music were you playing? Would you be playing what Montreal is playing?
1: Um, I play everything. You know, like I literally play now I kind of narrow it down because I, I enjoy playing a lot of R and B always, you know, but like in the beginning and Certain sets that I do are always themed sets because there's so much music to be played. Those early days, I played, I mixed everything. That's why I'm able to do these 19 hour sets, 19 straight hours because Ooh. I listen to, <laughs> I listen to Afrobeat, I listen to South African house, I listen to Soca, I listen to Reggae, I listen, you know, do you to eighties pop, you know, k- yacht music, you know what I mean? I listen <laughs> to R and B, I listen to nineties hip hop, I listen to current hip hop, so. I can do long sets like that because I know so much music, and I, I love it. I love it all. Um, you know, my my anniversary for Club Quarantine is coming up on the the 19th of this month. I'm I'm actually gonna play 24 hours straight. You, you alone? Know, 24 hours straight. I'm gonna play 24 <laughs> hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> it, you how, know? how does that work? <laughs> yeah. How no does that work? Breaks, no eating. When do you? Nah, I'm still eat. I mean, the screen is narrow. narrow so. play. The screen is narrow. See what y'all don't see is. Through the narrow screen, I usually have about like eight strippers on this side. <laughs> I have a final service girl over here. That's just all in my mind, man. That's all in my mind. I got. <laughs> I, I, I mean... <laughs> no, no, no. But the nice but when, No, really when. like I do. I do. I do eat. I just like I'll put a song on, and then I may have like a little, you know, a little salad on the side or something. I may be a sandwich. You know, usually I'm like, yo, I'm gonna let it breathe, and then I'm off to the side. And you fact, know, <laughs> I never let people see me eat, but you know, I, I definitely, I definitely eat. But twenty-four when do you hours, <laughs> did you think think actually
2: sleep? Yeah. I woke I mean, I... up this morning. I hey, this morning, where, 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 where uh, Drew? You hit seven o'clock. You were well, you were on, and I was saying, man, this guy's not going to. We're not going to see him on the on the interview today because he's going to need. No. Us, right? Drew, you think? I, you, you know what happened to D nights? I heard. I heard he fell asleep one day
1: while doing the show. Explain that. I actually didn't end my live. I thought I ended the live <laughs> and I left. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, oh, and there were still like 4,000 people in there for hours just having their own party with no music. Playing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's, but this, this morning, nice. what, happens, what happened this morning was that I went to bed early. Oh. I, I, I function on five hours sleep, like I'm good, yeah. but I went to bed early last night. I had, I did, um, Kenny Smith, um, you know, uh, NBA guy, uh, um, I did his, uh, NBA All-Star, All-Star virtual. Yeah. So we did it on my IG and we did it on like Zoom. We had two things going. I did that set and then I went to bed and I woke up and it was like, Three o'clock in the morning, I couldn't sleep. I was like, yo, I, you know, <laughs> I didn't feel like reading." I was like, yo, I just, I should just get on and play music. Cause usually that time of morning, like, you know, I, I expected to be like, you know, a thousand people. I still have the screen. I just literally just turn it off. It was like 30,000 people in there. For me, it's three o'clock in the morning and people are like just up listening to me play music and Deborah Cox, you know, um, you know, all these singers are in there. I'm like, wow, like no one could, clearly no one could sleep, man. What? Hey Denise, Denise, I'm wondering. I, I want to ask because you said like you do these marathon sets, 19 hours and all of that. And any DJ knows, like when you get on IG, if you you know the copyrights, they hit you, they they flag you, you're gone. Like in the first 10, 15 minutes. So I was wondering, with you, was there a conversation? What was the conversation? Was it between you and Instagram, or are you on the labels that allow you to play the music without getting the flags and without
2: getting hit? No,
1: I, I actually never had a conversation with anyone. I think they just you know, they probably, maybe the rec- you know, a lot of the record companies reached out to me wanting me to play their music. So, you know, that's probably a conversation that they had with IG. Like, I still get flagged. I get okay. flagged. That's that's why you. I don't play any Jay-Z. I don't play any. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't hear me play those records. <laughs> right. Uh, see, a lot of DJs, the thing is if you have like, if you have success playing a song, because these platforms don't have the rights to play music. But if you have success playing a certain song, you should just make a note of it. Like, oh, you know what? I played that. It kind of went through. Like, that's what I. That's why you've never heard me. I don't play Jay-Z. I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, right, right, Drake, right. 10 minutes later, I'm kicked off. Uh, excuse me. Um, I don't play Rihanna. I don't play these songs. I don't play Drake. Not that I don't want to. I just know that I'll get flagged. So, you know, you just gotta know. I mean, and that's why I use the echo a lot. Like, like there are tricks to it for me. Mm. Some DJs like to just play the music straight. Me, I like to speed it up some. I like to use the effects on the mixer. You know, I'm using a DJM, um, S11 right here. Amazing, amazing effects. Like, you know, I'll put all of that on there. And that, that kind of became my style, like the signature, but people don't realize that's not the way that I was DJing pre-pandemic. That's the way that I learned to DJ in order to not be flagged as much. So that's, you know, and I just kind of made it a part of my thing, made it a part of my sound. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. G- going from always uh, DJing for crowds and the audience and having that instant reaction, how did you adjust to now doing it virtually where you're, you know, you're in your crib, you're in your living room, you're, and you're not getting that live reaction? How did you find you had to make that adjustment? So if you... If it, it, as far as like, it, it's really based on the comments. Hmm. Like if people, if people are in the comments and they're leaving hearts, you know, like on IG, you see the hearts flying on the side. Yeah, For sure. If you're constantly seeing hearts fly, that means that someone is sitting there pressing that button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not pressing a button if you're not, if you're not having a good time. Also, I pay attention to like how many people are in there. Like if the number keeps going up or if it levels out and it's not dropping, that means that people are really having a good time. So in my mind, I just... Sometimes I'll just close my eyes and I'll just imagine seeing all of these people there. You know, if, you know, like last night uh, on Kitty Smith thing, you know, there were... At the end of my set, it said it was like 122,000 people there. But it was like... Because I... People have things to do. Like no one's... People usually go in and out. People go in and out. My set was two and a half hours long. You know, people... Some people hook it up, you know, to their, to their systems, but well, people are usually like, they'll come in for 10 minutes and leave. They'll come and hear some music and their phone rings and Instagram kicks you out when you answer your phone. Yeah. You know, like they was consistently like for that entire like time, it was consistently like 7,000 people in there going in and out, but the number state is 7K. So that means that people really love, you know, like they love the music. Okay. And I, you know, I just use my imagination. It's crazy because it really, it, for me, it feels like I'm there with people.
2: Yeah. No, it really does. To- and
1: you get that vibe. When you're in the room and people are in and out. I see people are conversating back and forth with each other and you really get, you take yourself there mentally. Like, you really get that vibe. Do you think yeah, it's like going to when- continue when we can, when we're, when things open back up globally, do you think this aspect, this DJ live streaming is now going to remain in the culture and... Oh, absolutely. Right. It's absolutely. here to stay, like, it's here to stay, you believe? I wanted to do this DJ streaming for a long time. That's what, what makes, um, I you know, I don't know what your, your situation is, your relationship with God is, but I'm telling you right now, like this was all like, this was divine. I saw it happen before club quarantine. You know, like in December of last year, I kept telling my friends, like, man, 2020 is going to be the biggest year for me. Didn't know how I just kept saying it was going to be the biggest year for me. Then I had another conversation. And I was like, man, I, w- I mean, one day I wish I could, like, because I was tired of being on planes all the time. Like, man, I wish I could just DJ from home and, like, have it piped into someone's, into, yeah. like, the club. Like, I don't know if people would be into that. And, like, here you here you have it. Like, I have a freaking club in my house now. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> I have a club here. <laughs> and I'm, like, DJing for people all over the world. Like, and it's a community now. It's not even just about DJing at this point. There is a community. I mean, if you saw me DJing this morning, that you saw those people in there. It was the middle of the night. People in there just listened. And I wasn't playing party records. I was playing slow songs. Slow songs. So people, people were just in there listening to music and like communicating with their friends and meeting up. People have like love and respect for people that they've actually never met in person, that they only met in like in IG. And if you go to any other DJ's lives, there's no community like that. There's no DJ that keeps the numbers that I do. So I know it's not just about the music. It is a safe space for, for people. All right. You know, people do feel comfortable with that.
0: Let, let me just acknowledge uh, some of your, some, some of the people. Allison Garraway, all the way in beautiful Maryland is online and uh, Chantel. Uh that's Oh, what... wow. They're, they're on here right now. Yeah. They're all, all over the place. Um, I'm 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 not gonna be reading all of that because that will take up all of our time here. Um, you know, I, just listening to you and uh, the the DJs, uh, listening to you DJs talking, I realize, um, you know, it, it's it looks good and easy because you're spinning to this there and uh, all that and. Um uh, with my young DJ, I have a young DJ working with DJ Nicholas. He's not a talker or else I would have had him on here. And um he's very good at what he does. And uh, just like these two. And there's another one called my original DJ, who knows everything about you guys. You can't hide nothing. Um he he he's in Jamaica or else he would have been here too. Uh his name is DJ Butcher T. But you know, I, I'm wondering, when do you get tired? Because you say you move on five hours sleep. And every
2: time I fool around, the, the nice is on.
1: When you do what you love, you know, you don't even think about being tired. You know, like I get to play music for a living. I love music. I'm an artist. I'm a producer. I, you know, I'm a DJ and I get to still play music for people all over the world. And when you know that the music is affecting people, the music saved lives, you know, during this time, during this pandemic. So sometimes when I go on live, it's not just because I want to DJ. It's because I know that there are people out there that really need to hear the music because their minds aren't right at that moment. You know, in that moment, they're they're battling with depression. Yep. People have lost jobs. Yep. People have lost family you yep. know, members and friends have died. I mean, personally, throughout this pandemic, I lost multiple friends from Andre harrell like, wow. you know, you know, Ecstasy from Houdini, you know, just the other day, Prince Markie D from the Fat Boys. These are like my friends. Prince yes. Markie D was in my IG live every time I was on, you know, and yeah, like watching people die, you know, um, So I know that the music has been saving lives and music has been keeping people inspired. And that's my reason for getting on. All right. You know, it's not,
0: yeah. And we are enjoying it. Believe you me. Uh, I'm just going to hit you with something that these guys don't know about you. Other than being a DJ, a rapper, producer, how did photography slip in the mix?
1: I was, I always loved photography. Um, but I didn't start taking it seriously until I met an iconic photographer oh. by the name of Gordon parks. Uh, Gordon parks was the first black photographer for life magazine. Yes. You know, he was also a director. He directed the original, uh, shaft movie. He was also oh, yeah. a published author. He was also a musician, you know, his, his book, you know, uh, uh, is part of like, you know, school cu- curriculum, you know? So when I met him, he was a true Renaissance man. And, um, he photographed me with a bunch of, a bunch of hip hop artists for, to recreate this poster called A Great Day. It was a jazz poster from like the fifties and sixties, whatever, called A Great Day in Harlem with all of the jazz musicians. So they recreated that shot with all the hip hop that were out at that time. And, um, watching a man that he, you know, when he, when he transitioned, when he passed on, he was in his nineties. So at that point, he was like in his seventies. So to watch someone in their seventies still do what they love and still be passionate about it. I was like, man, I want to be like that. And then I started taking pictures, um, and always had a camera with me. And, um, Uh later on, when I returned to the music business, after like being gone for nearly a decade, I returned as a web developer. And then I started adding photography into it. So yes, I, I shot campaigns. I shot album covers from artists like Tyler Kwali to Carl Thomas, to, I was a feature photographer on America's next top model. I shot, Two campaigns for 50 Cent for Reebok. Um, You know, like, yeah, great news campaigns, Nike campaigns, um, all while DJing. I just wow. don't shoot that much anymore because I, I DJ a lot. And as much as photography is my passion, um, DJing is something that I'm really, really into right now. So I tend to do more DJing.
2: Man. Uh,
1: That's and- incredible. And you're dropping an album soon? <laughs> I'm dropping a single in two weeks. I can't, I, you know, I I wish I could tell you who's featured on it. It's a huge artist, but I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to say anything until the 19th because the single will be out on the 19th. And that's when I'm going live to talk about, um, um, that record. You know what I mean? Like in a, you know, it's a, it's a really, it's a really, it's a strong record. We've been working on the album now. Um, and uh, you know, the album will definitely be out at the end of June towards the end of Black Music Month. But yeah, the single will be out in uh, actually less than two weeks. I'm and, curious, what's the approach? Cause when it says DJ album, does that mean you're doing the production? Does that mean you're going to be doing yeah. ad libs? Is it going to be more? It's a combination of both, more pro- like co-production and of course ad libs on it. Um, selecting, you know, the artists that I want to work with. Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, I'm fully involved in it. You know, I, I was, they were trying to get me on another meeting. But I, you know, I, I, I couldn't disappoint Uncle Howard. <laughs> they were trying to get into <laughs> this thing right now. Thank you,
2: yeah. uh, D nice. <laughs> thanks, <about> Uncle Howard.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: you're so welcome. <laughs> Thank I don't you. Think,
1: I don't think I would have been able to explain this to him. Like, listen, man, I gotta. I can't do this Zoom. <laughs> I, I, I would like, I sit
0: on you <laughs> the next time I see you. I would let <laughs> yes. Michael hold two hands and I'd sit and we'd stifle for you. But thanks,
1: man. Oh, man I man. certainly I appreciate. Was, uh, I wasn't gonna miss this, no. especially no. because no he told me. He told me he said. Uh, he had a couple of of his buddy DJs that were going to be on, man. So I was looking forward to meeting you guys. You know, I had it, brother. Appreciate it. W- w- what's his name again? D? D, D smooth. smooth. Come on now. See <laughs> that? So I'm excited on D Smooth. I had a copy of this. I'm going to sample that. Yes, you have to.
0: <laughs> you know, you had a question for him because we're running out of time. Yeah.
2: Stretch, I think my mic might be giving a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you a question. I heard an interview with you and we were talking about. Uh, your album coming out on record labels and that. And in the interview, you were saying that uh, when you started the quarantine uh, club, that record labels reached out to you and you spoke to them, but you never got back to them. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, mean, so early on during the pandemic, it was about
1: playing music. People saw the wave happening and, you know, a lot of record companies wanted to get involved with what I was doing. So, you know, say if it was XYZ Record Company. They wanted me to call it XYZ Friday. <laughs> I didn't take, take the money because it was, for the first time in my career, I felt like I was in full control of something that I created. Mm-hmm. You know, like I created this thing. I created this club quarantine and this concept and for people to be here and to hear music. And I didn't want to give that away to anyone. Like the feeling of it was just great. Of like, wow, like I did this. Like, when I was making rap records, I lived in the shadow of KRS-One. I lived in the shadow of some of the greatest artists that were out during that time. You know, like, no, I wasn't as popular as LL Cool J. No, I wasn't as popular as Rakim, you know, the, the rappers from my era. Well, here we are now, in this day, with what I was doing and what I felt, I was like, man, this is actually my thing. So I don't want to call it XYZ Fridays. Like, no, it's just going to be club quarantine. And if someone wants to, you know, Want me to DJ or be part of it? Cool. It's still gonna be club quarantine. It may be presented, you know, but that that top header is gonna be club quarantine because this is my thing. This is what I worked for. It's what I worked for for all of these decades. So it's never disrespect to any of the record companies because I truly, truly appreciate the support that they've given me. You know, I've done record company events on my, you know, on my my IAG live, and I've also done private events via Zoom. So my studio here wasn't built for my IG DJ set. My studio is actually built for for my Zoom performances and like those platforms. That's why I have like multiple cameras all over, studio lights, um and it's because I do those types of events. So I'm 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 truly humbled that record companies and other brands feel good enough about the brand that I built that they want it to be part of what they're doing. And I'm glad that I said no in the beginning because it would have been a different type of thing. It wouldn't have been what this is. It wouldn't have had the same integrity. It wouldn't have had the same level of respect that it does right now and that I, that I do because I don't do everyone's thing. I don't do everything. And I, and I also stay true to the, to the followers, to the people that, you know, like I could easily just run off in the sunset and not DJ on IG ever again because I have so many private events, but I go on on IG. Like I said earlier, because people need to hear the music. You know, and it's always going to come from a good space.
0: We got 10 minutes to go, but I have to ask you about this. I just want you guys to listen to this. Now, I used to rock because we had cassettes in them days, okay? And when we, whenever we went to New York to pick up records or whatever we did, there, there was a, uh, uh, a record store in Bronx. I think it's called Tads or Pads or something. And um, they had introduced us to this song. And uh, of course, we had to, in- not we, but Butcher T had to investigate. And this song is one of the best, if not the best hip hop song I've heard in my life till this day. And this is what it sounds
1: like. We all agree tonight, all of us <laughs> have agreed that America has a very serious problem. Oh wow, no destruction, Oh,
0: man. no destruction, brother.
1: Help destruction. brother. myself yeah. to stop Help me, brother. Help Stop the violence. Well, today's topic, self-destruction It really ain't the rap audience that's bugging It's one of two suckers, ignorant brothers Trying to rob and steal from one another You get caught in the mid So to crush that stereotype here's what we did We got ourselves together that That's
0: scary right
1: Yeah. Negative course. The way we live is positive. We don't kill our relatives. Pop, 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 one is shot. Who's the blame? Headline, front page, and raps the name.
0: Hold on. I might just start a party in, in this studio here. <laughs> Man, I you know what I one other question. You produced this, didn't you?
1: Yes, yes. I was uh 18 years old when I produced that. Wow.
0: And um Butcher T says to ask you this question. How did you get all these um, rappers into one studio to do their little piece?
1: Well, I wasn't, I wasn't responsible for bringing the rappers together. And that was one, um, you know, all of the rappers on there had a great deal of respect for our for BDP, for KRS in particular, you know, but they had a great deal of respect for what we were doing. And to put that record together, it was great. A lot of us were in there during the initial meeting when we were discussing the concept of doing a record but when it came time to like producing that song you know people came in different times like i wasn't in the studio when public enemy laid their part we sent the two inch reels to p.e they were on the road and they recorded their part and they sent it back you know like when i was in i wasn't in the studio when dougie fresh recorded this part even though i produced the song the schedules were just off you know um you know people were doing shows Or KRS and i were doing shows People were laying their tracks, you know. Um, so, you know, once it once everyone finished laying their parts, I rearranged it, and mixed it, and we put it out. We sold nearly a million copies, which back then was difficult to do. Mm-hmm. You know, to sell it nearly a million copies is insane. Um, so, yeah, it's a, you know, it's it's. I will say this: it is definitely my favorite production. Because of what it represented and the fact that that record is still is, you know, still played three decades later. I know. It's beautiful.
0: It is, it is beautiful in every sense of the word because, you know, the old guy with the gray hair still does that, you know what I mean? Uh, because it's still, it's, <laughs> timeless, still, it's timeless. It's timeless. It's timeless. Yes. You, you put the word right. It's timeless. You, 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 um, you, you never get used to it. You never forget it, you know? Sure. And I, I am. I must say, congrats. You know, I. I wish we could go on with this um, interview for the next
1: two, three hours. But <laughs>
0: we'll just do it again. We'll do it we, again. We will do it
1: again. Believe you me. We'll do it again. And I just I'll give you my word on that. We'll do it again. We'll do it, we'll do it when my single comes out. Yes, then sir. We'll, oh, you are it. I'll jump back on. Hey, you're, you're reading my
0: mind, it. aren't you? <laughs> because that's what i, I was I'm thinking when you. the single comes out you're going to come back and sit right across from us uh, are we going to hear a d nice uh, a
2: d nice 2021
1: no no i'm on not right are you going to are you going to stick on your album no not at all <laughs> not at all i thought about it but then i was like nah, i'm good man let's yeah. just focus on this project for what it is and it's it's a it's a beautiful project you know like it, it really is i can't lie man like artists. Man, artists really came through for me. Some of my favorite artists, some of my some of my favorite artists, you know, they really came through, and it's going to be a really, it's going to be a solid project. And you know how like Khaled Khaled's approach is more hip hop, or like David Geller's approach is more like EDM mm-hmm. and stuff, dance music. This this album is more an R and B approach, and and it's it's just fun. It's been fun to make it, you know.
2: All I did sh- I- Dina, you ahead, said uh, earlier in the interview you said that you see what's happening now with all the virtual parties and everything. That's that's here to stay. Yes. Do do do, do we do we expect to see a D nice pay per view anytime soon? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I couldn't uh, tell you that. <laughs> huh? no, you I know. I, you that.
0: Before I forget, I must say congratulations on receiving the Webby Artist of the Year. Oh, thank um, you. What's the next project to look for? Uh, th- to look forward to from D Nice?
1: Yeah, this this project here is this is the next one. Like, I'm not well. The next big thing, obviously, is my anniversary weekend, but that's in less than two weeks. But that's when I premiered a song, so it's all it's a really it's going to be a very interesting weekend because I'm you know on on Saturday, so exactly two weeks from today, so Saturday the 20th, I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna go live without DJing for like for like four hours and utilize um, uh, Instagram live rooms. So it'll be a four person chat like this and talk to different people, man. Talk to people about the music that got them through the quarantine. So it's called, it's called hashtag CQ got me through. And it's going to be awesome. A great way to discuss with people each song. So, uh, Hey, Hey, uncle Howard, like what song got you through the pandemic? So you can say, you know, I don't know what you're listening to, but go ahead. I'm, you know, tell me what that song is.
0: Ah, uh, the way we were by Barbara Streisand. Okay,
1: come on, like that's a great, that's a beautiful song. It is. So, so like, just imagine this. So if I talk to all of you, and then next thing you know, I got another group of people on, and then you have like, you know, hopefully, like fingers crossed, Michelle Obama or Oprah. That's or, what I
0: want to ask you about. What about Mark? Yeah. What is the name Zuckerberg from Facebook? You, you know, did something like, hey, with it.
1: Mark him? wants to jump on and share his info, like, you know, share his song. Great. But then at the end of the four hour set, we'll create like, you know, I'll have someone compile all of those songs. We'll create like a playlist that'll be like the got me through playlist on Spotify, like, you know, and then I'll also at the end of that, that set, uh, that conversation, I'm going to play a set based on all of those songs that. So it's more, it's like the people set. Ah, it's, it's a, it's yes. a set curated by. Everyone that has been listening to it based on the songs that got them through the pandemic.
0: Yes. Any, any famous last word you guy? You, you want to ask him a question? Guy We got to wrap uh, it up. I'm
1: just curious. I mean, obviously D nice doesn't need it because the crowds go wherever he is. Yes. But I know you do IG, the zooms, but I've never seen you on Twitch. I'm curious. <laughs> is that like, did you purposely say, nah, that's not for me. I'm not going there. So it's, um, look, man. I I got a good thing going on on IG. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good thing. It's a way to directly communicate with people. Mm -hmm. I can go, I can sign on IG and you'll get that notification, or you can happen to be on your IG and see it like, oh, D is on, and you're just immediately in there, one click. Not that I wouldn't use Twitch. I do have a Twitch account, and I have a YouTube account and all that. I just don't use it because it's like, I like what I have. You know, Mm -hmm. I like the situation that I have. And I also wanted to go one full year of doing just that. The thing that changed the world. The world wasn't changed musically because of Twitch. Nor was it changed because of YouTube or Zoom. It was, it was changed musically because of this one particular platform. And I happen to like the platform. I like, I happen to like the ease of it. I happen to like the, the closeness of it. And I also love the fact that I can read these comments when I do like a Zoom event. I don't see the comments, so it's literally like I'm just standing here just playing music. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that feeling. So usually if I'm doing like a private Zoom event, I hire, I'll hire someone that will be in that Zoom event as well, in exactly. that Zoom conversation, to send me text messages like, hey, this person is in here, this is what they said. And then I I feel connected to them. I feel like, oh, it's not just me playing music. You know, like, I don't, I can't sit here at home and just play and just DJ for no one. That's why I go as much as I do. Because I wanna hear music and there's no one here. Mm, so I yeah. mean my mom upstairs right now, but like usually there's no one here. So for me to just play music is just kinda of boring for myself. So but you know what? Let me just play a set for people. So um You know but yeah, you know, I mean not me expanding like Twitch eventually. Like I have club quarantine on Twitch. Because I mean I, like you said, you you obviously you don't need it, but people are gonna go where you are. It's just that the, the whole reason why the DJs made the switch to Twitch is simply because you we were getting kicked off of IG. The whole popularity of Twitch was you were able to go there and play your music and not everybody's D nice. And like we would, we, we ran to Twitch because of getting flagged and kicked off of IG. Totally. And, and Twitch is dope, man. Like I like that you can use Twitch and you can still use other applications while listening to the DJ. Um, and I'm actually set up, you know, like, I mean, my whole setup is, you know, set up for IG. I got this Yamaha um, TF rack mount um, um, digital mixer. So it's automatically set up to feed. I can do Twitch here, like, just by signing on. That's it. Um, I just haven't done it yet.
0: Um, I was you... just like, ah,
1: I'll I'll use my Twitch account when other DJs are on to show some love and respect. But it's like, I also believe that you should let people have, let them do their thing. You know, like, it's dope that other DJs have found Twitch as a home you know, um, and they utilize it, you know, and they found other platforms, but like, you know, don't, I don't want to take the shine away from someone else. Like my thing has been IG and -hmm. I'm enjoying that. Um, could you,
0: could you young people uh, answer me this question? What the hell is IG?
1: Instagram. Instagram.
0: Oh, (laughs) that's what I was thinking. Why did you all say that? Um, I'm I'm sitting here wondering IG another one to confuse me whenever Jude texts me he texts me on IG PG CG WG sometimes I'm so confused but anyway I am I Instagram how many what's the most because I was looking at your thing one night and it says um you have 2.5 million people or something like that. was I reading correctly Wait, say it again. I I thought I saw two point five million people in your IG. Then let me. See no, that. no, no. That's
1: how many follow. I have two point six million followers on Instagram. How much? Two point six million followers on how Instagram. Much? <laughs>
0: Whoa, two point six. Crazy man! I can't get twenty people when I'm playing my love songs on the, on this. I I think I better go to IG.
1: Anyway. You better go to Twitch,
0: man. (laughs) We got to wrap up. And uh, D-Nice and D... Uh, D D
2: D-Smooth. I I didn't say
0: it, you know. (laughs) D-Smooth. I only say it after these guys. D-Smooth and, of course, Drew. I want to thank you guys um, for making this so interesting. And when you release that song, you understand? Come back to me because if you don't, we will be playing this song. You understand me? We will be playing it over and over. This is... Um, we all agree
1: tonight, all of us. <laughs> <is> Stop the violence. <laughs> I'll send you the new song. You when send it, it to me. We're going to play the new song when it's out. I'll send it to you the, 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 the day we release it. I'll send it to you the text.
0: Thank you, my friend. Be
1: nice. All right, good to see you guys. It
0: was a good pleasure. You,
1: man. Continue success, brother. Thank you, brother.
0: Thank you. 2.6 million. I need something with two something in it. I have 20 people. I'm telling you, nice guy, beautiful person. You uh, know? Man, that was great. Yes, great. you know, I, I've seen him in in New York and he never forgets me. Really and truly. I mean, this guy is a big name in the business. When I tell the you, big name. Yes. But the he, biggest. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, he, he's like. You know, I, I don't know. I don't have the words to express. He's like you two guys. Very nice, polite, everything.
1: But you know what? I think is something very interesting that stuck with me that he said is that he, he had to go through what he went through to be able to handle yes. all of what he's getting yes. Now. yes, yes. And I think that's why he appreciates it and handles it the way he does it. Didn't become like an egomaniac, which would have been very easy.
0: Yes. You, you know, but none of them in that crowd, that group, um, have any ego You know. I have met um, Big Fat Guy, he died, um, what's his name? And uh, um, DC Light, and some of them. Mm. I met them in the early years, Butcher T, and I, when I used to go to New York to buy records. Mm. And none of these guys have any kind of ego like what we see today. You know, KRS1, he was as simple, he wasn't afraid to tell you. He he told us, Mike Williams with Shum FM. And he mm. told us, at K, um, I nearly said K-103, about CKUT, <laughs> um, that he lived in a shelter. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he was... I think when,
1: when the bridge is over, he was still, like, homeless, like, in a shelter.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. You know? That's and crazy. these guys pulled themselves up. Be the nice... That, na- that name... That name... Is what he should have. D-Nice.
1: Yeah. He's yeah, a yeah, nice it, it person. It suited him. It suited him. Suit him. Yeah.
0: You see how he's not afraid to talk to us. Yeah. And right D... D Smooth. <laughs> you gotta remember. I remember, but I ain't saying I it I, first. I think
1: I, to, I think I even have
2: a hat thing. Because what <laughs> I'm
0: gonna do is say gotta, is Drew who spread that D nice. D, nights. D, <laughs> D <laughs>
2: Smooth. You gotta, yeah. get, you gotta get, smooth. get that. D Smooth. You know yeah. I mean, oh, you, I, yeah. I want to ask him about the hat culture too. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. There's
1: so many yeah. things with him.
0: It's like. No, it, it, we could not finish. We needed no, two hours. There's, there's so
1: much. There's yes. so
0: much. But I wanna thank you too. Um, For sitting in with me, helping me out with this because I wanted to talk to this guy and you made sure that it was okay.